You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. Hooray! Delicious Volume 1, Life Tastes Good, is finally at Amazon United States. What is delicious, you ask? Imagine a land where all your favorite foods live as human girls. Here in charming a la carte, under the floating city of heavenly delight, we meet Ramen, a young cook trying to run a restaurant with her family of pastas as they end up in all sorts of wacky adventures and hijinks as these strong, eccentric characters pursue their dreams and passions. Delicious is a beautifully drawn comedy series which is now finally available to buy in the United States. Click on the banner on one of us, order today and join in the fun now because Delicious Volume 2, Yum 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 is coming really soon. A perfect gift for your child or those of you who are forever young at heart. One of us strongly recommends this one. weird to me just calling the seasons of chucky just chucky season one chucky season two because all the movies like cult of chucky seed of chucky so i've decided that the first season shall therefore be known as school of chucky and the second season is known as the clones of chucky so are we in we could call it church of chucky i'm not totally opposed to that either that would actually fit much better you think because this is really kind of about the multiple Chuckies that are out there now. Yes, if you haven't watched season one of the show by the creator of the original series, Chucky has managed to like split himself up into lots and lots and lots of other Chuckies. Here's the thing, though, is we have presumed a lot of them destroyed at the end of season one as we watched the heroic Andy, the character from the very first child's play movie for god's sakes the poor guy's still doing this for a living can you imagine having the same job since you were six and you're in your 40s steady <laughs> i guess well i mean not that steady but you eh. know it keeps coming back anyway he drove all the chuckies off a cliff but a lot of them if not most of them seem to have survived but now we're kind of it's also pared down to a few that all have distinctive things about them personality types like we've got muscular workout chucky you know and there's somewhere out there there's one name what the general or whatever no the colonel because he was basically colonel. colonel kurtz yeah well colonel kurtz well what do you mean basically <laughs> they literally use footage from apocalypse now <laughs> if there's one thing i love about this show it is so not subtle and all the three remaining kids, because Chucky is pretty good at his job overall, have gotten shipped off to a Catholic school, which was my... The only thing that sounded worse than that to me as a kid would have been military school, and I'm not sure, six one half dozen of another. I mean, we already had that in Child's Play free. Right. But Ethan Embry is like the head priest there, which I love the guy. He's just said, fuck it, I'm back in horror now. <laughs> no, that's Devin Sawa. Oh, Devin Sawa. You're right. I'm sorry. You're correct. I mix those two in up. season one as a different character and evidently just wanted to keep being in the show. Yeah. 
<laughs> which, I, which I was expecting there to be some, I'm your dad's brother, like at some point. And no, no. He's really blowing up this year, so, you know. I mean, this franchise has used various actors, like the dad from season one was one of the doctors in Cult of Chucky, I believe. Mm. But before we go any farther into this, I'm just going to introduce your crew here on this Chucky season two review. I am Chris, and joining me is Matt. Hello. Elliot. Hey, hey. And Jordana. Hello. <laughs> all right. So, we said they're all at school, right? Well, here's the deal. They're there. They're like, well, at least there's no Chucky. Guess what? There's still Chucky. Chucky is stalking them. Chucky is appearing to them, like leaving them little messages and stuff. They're like, okay, Chucky is coming for us. Chucky does not like to leave work undone. Meanwhile, there's a whole other side Chucky story. Because you remember the whole thing with Jennifer Tilly being like possessed by the doll that was... Well, not the doll, but the spirit of the woman Tiffany. who was the Charles Earl Ray's ex-girlfriend that possessed the doll. And now Tiffany's spirit is in Jennifer Tilly's body, you know, who's playing Jennifer Tilly, the actress. <laughs> and then the doll is being held prisoner <laughs> with Jennifer Tilly's spirit inside of her. So all that is still going on. And she's kind of like living in a Hollywood house, but not really getting any work per se. Uh, and just kind of identifying with being Jennifer Tilly at this point, like is very confused that she's not actually Jennifer Tilly. It's like watching her old movies, like liar, liar and going, Oh, I was so good in that. I love the little subplot that she's spending all of Jennifer Tilly's money. And at one point, like, I think maybe it's either Glenn or Glenda says, mom, you're almost out of money. How did you go through $100 million? (laughs) (laughs) And of course she's got Jennifer Tilly in the doll doing her taxes. (laughs) And like, a large birdcage. Yeah, the, the actual <laughs> Jennifer Tilly is still trapped in the Tiffany yeah, doll. Right. And uh, that's just it. You mentioned uh, Glenn or Glenda, which, of course, is a tip of the hat to Ed Wood and his Glenn or Glenda movie. But Lachlan Wilson comes in to play the role of these twins, best known as playing Theo in Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Now, these characters are evolved from, I forget, was it Seed of Chucky, I believe? Yeah. Was yes. the movie where there was a doll son of Chucky and Tiffany, but then it's, I guess, I it's been a while since I've Glenn, seen it. Glenn Glinda are gender fluid. Yes, that we got that for sure. But the important part is how they turned into humans as opposed to being a doll that I was trying to get to. Yeah. Because they're human girls now, a girl, guy, whatever, they. In fact, their license plate says they, them on it. But they are Glenn Glenda, the spirit of this one doll split into two bodies. And they're around too. So that's all happening. And then, of course, there is, last of all, the wonderful, God, I love her, Fiona Dorif, the actual real-life daughter of Brad Dorf, who voices Chucky and was Charles Lee Ray in the original film. And she plays Nika Pierce, who now has a real problem in that the prime Chucky spirit, as they call it, the original, is inside of her. So she has a problem that, A, she's possessed by Chucky, but it's kind of a split personality situation because she splits back and forth from her personality to his whenever she sees blood. And also, she's been kidnapped by Jennifer Tilly, who has performed a boxing Helena on her and cut off her arms and legs and is keeping her prisoner in her house. And spoiler alert, she sees blood a lot. Yes, because she's living with Jennifer Tilly slash Tiffany, so... it doesn't take much. No, it really doesn't. It's like a glance of blood. And they use these sort of uh, like Dario Argento gels whenever she's um, becoming Chucky that really added to the sort of absurdity and like, over-the-topness of the show. I love that every time. It makes it easier because she is 
Brad's daughter, who admit, admittedly just looks like a female version of Brad. It's it's creepy how she can be both that and super sexy at the same time to me. I don't know, because Brad is not a super sexy man. <laughs> Somehow it works more for his daughter. But she's got the voice, too. And so when she transforms, it's like, okay, there you go. It's instantaneously. That's really Chucky. Excuse me, sir. He was young and supple once. <laughs> but was he ever sexy? I don't know. Have you seen no. One Flew Over to Cookie's Nest? I have. If there's if there's one thing I've learned at the go kart track, Chris, everybody's in somebody's lane. <laughs> <laughs> like Cult of Chucky, the last movie they did was largely just a straight up nod of the hat to One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest as well, because as we said, Dad Doris' big break was in that movie. I don't know, man. Like I really like this season, but I can't say I liked it as much as the first one. And my reasoning for that is I think there's a point. That the absurdity of it that I was enjoying so much just kind of overwhelmed my sense of thinking of these people as real characters on any level. It just got so absurd by the last episode that I was like, okay, well, <laughs> this is just reading a comic strip. I love the absurdity, although I will agree, I think season one was a bit stronger. I was, I was skeptical. At first, of thinking a Chucky TV series. It, it, okay, so this is going to run out of steam pretty quick. I was wrong. The first season of Chucky was one of the best debut seasons of any TV show I've seen in a while. And it actually was a clever, great continuation of the previous two movies, which I personally loved. And this season does amp up things and keeps tying back into the past of the franchise, which is also what I liked, because they also added some compelling actual good lore to Charles Lee Ray. Yeah, by the end, I was thinking, okay, this is just getting over the top. But honestly, I kind of appreciated that. It's because the show knows what it is. It really is embracing the batshit silliness of it. And what I also admire is how queer as fuck this show is. From our leads of Jake and Devin, who actually get to be an fully realized couple with problems and shit. Of course, like Lynn Wilson as Glenn Glinda, who were some of my favorite parts of this season, especially in the fourth episode. Which, you know, non-binary person cast as a non-binary person. That's something to take some notes on. <laughs> Hollywood industry. And I agree with you, like 95%, except I binge-watched this and maybe that cost me a little. I had bickering fatigue by the end of it. There's just a few too many subplots where we have the there's the romance subplot, the addiction subplot, and then skipping back to the Tilly house, which the murder mystery episode was great. Yeah, that's the single best episode I yeah. maybe of the whole show so far. It was, was, was campy <laughs> and wonderful, but the whole thing ended up being a little, just a bit busy. Other than that, I don't think it slipped much from season one. And if you're watching this because you're a Don Mancini OG Child's Play franchise fan, the, the practical gore and the great little variant Chucky's, like the ripped one is hilarious. And he's super strong, so there's a bunch of Ant-Man shenanigans where he punches, like he punches a full-size person, and it's very comical because his little toddler body punches them and Hadoukens them over into the next room, you know. Um, he gives the guy the uh, punch through the body from like the story of Ricky. <laughs> so there's a bunch of really fun gore, really fun. Uh, and I like the variant Chucky's. They were a good stack on top of the idea of more of them because we want to be able to tell them apart. And uh, particularly, I like the uh, quote-unquote good Chucky was a fun little <laughs> diversion. It, like, yeah, like I said, if I had one complaint, it would be just a little too subplotted up, just a little bit too busy. It felt like a thoroughly stoned writer's room, right? 
that just like has a wall with like a billion pieces of yarn tied to other things and thumbtacks. And there's a point they're like, I don't know, let's just do all of it. I also <laughs> no. didn't quite get because the tone of Devin Sawa's priest character is very weird. Yeah. He's very like, oh, young boys are just troubled one moment. And then he's like, you will say 9,000 Hail Marys and be locked in this room until you confess you took the doll the next moment. Sort of as the plot needs. I, I felt like this season suffered a lot from writing issues and not just in terms of plotting. There was some stuff I was like, come on, just lazy. Like, there's a whole wrap-up to Lexi uh, having problems with pharmaceutical drug taking that literally is like an angel from heaven visiting to solve the problem. And I was like... Wow, that's lazy as fuck. <laughs> it felt like they were just trying to avoid the Barb Stranger Things hatred, like, as well. Like, oh, we could use it for both things, because at least this character gets one more appearance. He goes, no, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, that definitely felt a bit heavy-handed, and, like, I think yeah. they were trying to lean into the absurdity there, but it was it did come off as pretty lazy writing. I agree that the writing this season was probably the weakest, I think a lot of the acting ended up bringing it up because the, the cast is so strong. But yeah, there was a lot of threads that by the end I also felt overwhelmed. It was a bit overstuffed. And again, I personally loved the tone of the absurdity. But yeah, how they wrapped up Lexi's addiction was lazy, even though, oh, hey, we could see Nadine again, who was a terrific supporting character that was introduced this season. But as a queer person who grew up Catholic... Oh, boy, did this season hit hard. I would imagine, but I am neither gay nor Catholic, so I, I had a hard time identifying with that. But yeah. now that you say it, I can see that you'd be like, oh, boy, I'm having flashbacks. <laughs> You're not gay or Catholic yet, Chris. Both, both factions have an agenda. It's time. <laughs> That's true. They're coming for me, I know. But yeah, I will say this season was a slight step down, because I still really love this series. It is fantastic, and... After Day slashed them the movie, I needed some good queer horror this year. Yeah, I heard that was pretty bad. I did not see They Them, but I, I heard it was not good. And definitely leading the pack this year for queer horror is, in fact, the Chucky television show, which has given up being in any way subtle. I mean, it's like, meanwhile, in the corner, the adaptation of Anne Rice's interview with the vampire is like, we can do that now? Oh, shit, I'm all in. <laughs> like, I honestly actively cheered when Jake and Devin just kissed in the first episode i was like fuck yeah yeah and like and on multiple multiple levels it's it's going through it's there's a documentary that played a fantastic fest this year about the history of the movies the television show hadn't started filming when they wrapped up this documentary but it talks a lot about the sort of queer coding throughout the chucky series and queer friendliness as well as just on set in the sense of the casting and everything. So yeah, there is all that going on and I feel good about it. Quite frankly, I just wish they had paid a little more attention to the writing and been a little like, you know what I mean? Like actually no, agree. make it feel like things have some weight when they happen, because as it goes along, it stops feeling that way in a way that in the first season I was still feeling by halfway through the second season. I was like, okay, well, all right. That's fun. I mean, I enjoy the jokes, but I don't have any feelings for these characters anymore because they just don't seem like real people anymore. But that episode that Matt and I were talking about earlier, the mid-season, like if you've ever seen The Wachowskis Bound, it's like a reunion of that movie, of all the characters from it at Jennifer Tilly, you know, in quotes, house. And that was just utter delight from start to finish and about the campiest thing I've seen in a very long time. I had the best of both worlds because, yes, it's a boundary union. And also, 
Liv Morgan from WWE guest art because she has been a lifelong Chucky fan, even wore child's play ring gear and had a hilarious cameo in between the interstitials of Chucky like doing this live talk show. Yeah, when they dropped that, I was like, oh, this is in the tank. This is customized. <laughs> they customized the show for Jordana. I mean, that's fine. I, that seems to be now the tone of the show where it's like, you know what? This is definitely for <laughs> our celebrity fans who are willing to come on here. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm doing my Sopranos rewatch and I'm right in the middle of the Joe Pantoliano storyline. So seeing him here was kind of perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is a character that I played. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's go to final thoughts. Elliot, why don't you get us started? So I signed up for the first season kind of on a whim. I'd never seen any of the movies and I thought the first season was really quite good. And in that time I've seen absolutely none of the movies. <laughs> and I was pretty tickled by this season. I think I'm pretty in agreement with everyone. I think this is just a slight step down. The writing is a little too frenetic, a little too chaotic, a little too spread out, but it was, I really love a lot of the actors here. The main three kids are all really, really good. Particularly Lexi, I think, is, is going to go on and have a big career. The kills are great, and they made the smart choice by making each Chucky pretty distinct. It almost kind of have its own personality or characteristic, you know, like we were talking about the, the strongman Chucky and Colonel Chucky. There are several references to vietnam war films in this movie that are laugh out loud devin sawa was really great as the preacher even if he was sort of sometimes yeah a plot device but i, I really enjoyed this horror fans i think are, are gonna get a lot out of this fans of the series will probably love this and i'm gonna give this seven and a half out of ten punches to the sternum <laughs> through the sternum yeah through the sternum that the yeah just around the sternum matt <laughs> i do share those writing concerns they didn't really ruin much for me because like i don't want to cheapen it and say the same exactly shakespeare but this this show is still jam-packed with what you go to the child's play franchise for and at this point i i've lost count of the movies and two seasons of television i don't think like my mom is stumbling into this and accidentally <laughs> watching this and going, oh, he's, these teenagers seem a little stilted at times. You know, it's for Don Mancini fans. It's for practical effects fans. People that want a little a little variance in their cast, and and for giant fans of Jennifer Tilly. And there's also speaking of references, there's a couple of good poker jokes here. Like one one thing that uh, Tiffany is making Jennifer Tilly do in doll form is play online poker for her, <laughs> which is a reference to her ongoing relationship with both a high stakes Vegas poker and a uh, poker professional named Phil Locke. I think they mentioned a poker dead at one other point. Um, so, so like, there's a lot in here, and there's a lot of great, very fun horror beats in here. I'm not even going to say that there's a consistency problem because this is a pretty goofy show, and they are pretty goofy kills, but they are pretty gory kills. Like, there's an eye stab in this that just like makes you go, even though it's kind of silly. So, lots of good stuff for the people that asked for Don Mancini to do more Child's Play. I think this is like a nine out of ten still. Very, very consistent with the high rating I gave the first one. Nine out of ten blasphemies straight out of Eric Draven's monologue in The Crow. <laughs> Jordan? The kills this season are wonderful. There are some really over-the-top stuff. Just some great gore. Yeah, slight step down in the writing because there is too many threads going on for it to balance and tie off. 
but the performances are still great. I honestly thought, okay, how much more of the past is this going to tie into? Like, that's what I did enjoy about the first one, but this one was like, okay, we're going to do a little bit of that, but we're going to keep moving forward, which I appreciate because we still have a good main core cast of characters and some really good humor and just a shitload of amazing fun especially glenn glenda played by like wilson who honestly was kind of my highlight of this season i really enjoyed their performance so much but anytime jennifer tilly was on or brad dorf played against himself it was all just fucking wonderful and again fantastically queer as hell so i loved it from the get so i'm gonna give this eight and a half Dry as hell communion wafers. <laughs> they were never tasty, even with watered down wine. Yeah, just pour some queso over them. They're all right. Mm-hmm. Now, that would have gotten me to stay. <laughs> the cheese of Christ. <laughs> you know, I agree with what Matt's saying. I, I mean, I don't see it. You know, you said bringing like your mom or somebody who's not a big horror fanatic followed Chucky anyway. But this is bringing in, like I said, the queer audience that is new to this. That we're like, oh, um, everyone's saying, I know I have several gay friends who are like, wait. Chucky's like a totally very queer show. Like, yes, you should watch it. <laughs> and a lot of them have turned into fans and are going back and watching the previous movies now. So there is a crowd that the new Chucky stuff is bringing in. He like said, it's just, I think there's just a, a point of exhaustion with just the amount of stuff that this is throwing at the wall to see what sticks. Characters coming and going kind of just, I want occasionally to be, feel a little scared. Just, just a little. This season didn't have any of that. That's just not here. About the worst is in the first episode where they literally kill a toddler. I was like, wow, Jackie, don't give a fuck. <laughs> that was a pretty dope smash cut there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that being said, there's a lot of good ideas here, too. It felt like maybe it should have been two seasons, not just one. And I'm sad. A lot of the characters that they brought in are not going to be here anymore. There's a lot of new characters this season, some of which are just playing who they actually are in real life, who I just really love, who will not be back. And that makes me very sad. I mean, why would they not come back? Because people stay dead in this franchise? Well, I mean, in Chucky, they generally stay dead. Like, most of the people who've died, died, stay dead. But they might come back playing other characters, as you pointed out with Devin Sawa. They might be like, this is fun, I want to do it again. But I think that's ultimately the joy of most Chucky stuff, as you can tell watching it, that everyone's having a good time doing it. Like, it seems like you're watching, there's, there's got to be great blooper takes out of this, right? Of people just losing it and laughing at, like, some of the dumb shit they have to do and say during it. I mean, this feels like a family, and to all reports, everybody gets along famously on set, and, and you can really feel that energy, and that goes a long way. I'm going to give this, ultimately, 7.5 out of 10 Meg Tilly reappearances. I wouldn't even sure she was alive. <laughs> <laughs> Nor did I realize she was the younger sister of the two. <laughs> as they point out, and even as they're standing next to each other, you're like, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> I love how I love how catty that's that scene was too. Like a lot of people assume I'm the older sister because you know I got my Oscar nomination ten years early. Um. <laughs> <laughs> So speaking of bringing characters back, what are the chances we can bring back that really fascinatingly creepy barber from Child's Play Free? I have a feeling any character in a movie, the odds are not, you know, on the outside that terrible. Eh, speaking of which, yeah. special shout out for the rehabilitation of Andy Barkley through Rikerization. 
<laughs> Wait, did he step over a chair? I missed it. No, well, he, he grew the beard. I know. I'm just saying. 